the TraderCobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TraderCobb Crypto Show. Once again, a fantastic guest that we have today. Now, listen, what we've got here is somebody very, very interesting from many different angles. It's not just about crypto, it's about everything, but I'm really, really interested to speak with uh, Boyan Josic, founder and CEO of two companies and many more, I'm sure, Mogul Media. And the one I want to spend the most time talking about today is ICO Dashboard. So Boyan, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Uh, really pleased to be on. Um, it's been fun watching you grow. Thanks so much. Hey, listen, my introduction was terrible, and it normally is terrible. You know you better than I know you. So would you mind just letting everybody know at home uh, where you come from, what you're doing, and um, why you're here? I thought your introduction was pretty great, but uh, I'll give it a shot. Um, <laughs> you got, you know, kind of uh, my background is uh, digital marketing. Um, I've been involved in a ton of startups. I've seen the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. <laughs> um, uh, Mobile Media is one of my firms. It's basically a, uh, a holding company, an investment vehicle. Um, going into crypto, um, we got involved into crypto um, the early part of 2017. It was mostly because, um, again, the tie to digital marketing. We uh, basically uh, took a lot of the digital marketing uh, services and products that we had and applied them to the crypto space. We had, we just saw a tremendous opportunity, you know, big budgets and, and really a lot of people that weren't, didn't really know what they were doing, at least in early, you know, <laughs> 2017 for sure. Uh, yeah. But uh so we spent a lot of 2017 doing um, marketing doing a lot of the paid Google AdWords, Facebook, uh, we do a lot of content marketing. We've got a content network. We do a, um, uh, we've got a contributor network, which uh, uh, they write content and post in, uh, you know, over 500 different uh, publications, which is really uh, good for high exposure. Um, and so uh, towards, I'd want to say maybe uh, September, October, we started tinkering around with a dashboard um and and actually built one out a, a really raw one i'd call it version 1.0 and you know it was something that we originally looked at as uh, you know maybe it's going to be a product like a uh, you know wordpress plugin product or something pretty low end um kind of does the job um you know someone doesn't have to keep rebuilding them and we didn't really think too much about it. Um, but it got exciting uh, as, you know, as the market changed, as uh, regulation started to seep in, as some of the different things that started happening to um, uh, just advertising in the United States, uh, mm. it really forced us to take a good, long, hard look at uh, what we were going to do in the crypto space, how we we're going to participate what we could do legally, right? Um, and <clears throat> with that, uh, we, we really said, wow, okay, uh, if the market really is shifting like that, which it should, it was really the wild, wild west, and it really kind of is, and I know that's super <laughs> overused, but that's true. Um, what a better way than to really put a lot of emphasis and, and uh, development time into a dashboard that helps minimize or at least helps some of these companies do it correctly, right? And 
that's when uh, we we really started mapping out. I'd say in December, uh, something like that. Uh, the product that you currently see today, uh, ICO dashboard, and yep. um, you know it, it, we launched the first version. Uh, I want to say in uh, March or something like that. It was uh, very basic. You know, it had uh, an enhanced. Uh, um, wallet functionality it had enhanced uh you know real-time currency exchange for the 20 or 30 different current uh, uh, uh payment methods that accepted and um but it really didn't uh, it just did uh, it did a really good job at doing just a couple of solid things and that was processing the transaction uh having a nice user dashboard that's safe and secure and being able to uh, show users their, you know, what they purchased and the token amounts that they had and what they uh, should expect to get when uh, the token distribution happens. And so um, from March to uh, call it today is when we really start to gear up and, and um, uh, a lot of things have uh, happened development wise and feature wise where we've, uh, the platform has really evolved to yeah, what we feel is one of the best platforms out there. Um, it's been really popular with uh, a lot of our customers and, and partners uh, of which we have both. Um, and here we are today. Uh, we've got over 40 different uh, ISO clients. Uh, uh, we're signing, you know, about uh, one, you know, at minimum a couple a week uh, uh, for sure. And, and again, uh, in a very down market. Uh, yeah, well, that's what my, one of my questions was about. I mean, look, from, from where we were, I mean, look, I, I, I'm kind of fascinated. The first, one, the first thing I want to do here is effectively your platform's there as a plug and play for those that are like, look, I've got a great idea. It's going to work on a blockchain. I want to raise, yada, yada, boom plug in they can it's almost like a campaign manager where it's all run within your platform am i right in saying that yeah so if you take a look at all the different aspects of an iso um it's not you know we hear these stats tossed around uh just heard one the other day i don't know what the latest one is but like 85 percent of isos have failed in 2000 whatever 17 and here's why um putting together an ISO campaign is like a mini business in itself. And mm. you have these guys who are already dealing with a startup. They're already strapped resource wise. They're usually strapped funding wise. And now you have to add on um, an entire business that you have to start manage and execute flawlessly almost. And most had no experience in that. Correct. And so check this out. Um, you got to make sure you can sell tokens safely. You got to make sure you're compliant wherever you are. You've got to make sure you handle KYC. You've got to make sure that, uh, you can create a smart contract that's legit and, and, and really does what it's supposed to do. You've got to make sure, um, that you have a plan of how you're going to distribute those out uh, uh, to token buyers after the token sale. Um, you've got to have a solid marketing plan in place. You've got to account for different pricing rounds, bonus rounds. Um, it's 
there's a lot going on. There's no, there's, there's, there's so much going on. I mean, I only had the conversation yesterday actually with a mate of mine who's just got back from um, what's it called FinTech in San Fran. And he, you know, we're talking about the, the progression of ICOs and what's going on. And um, essentially I, I sort of said, you know, end of last year, sort of running through that September, October, November, December period, it was, I sort of likened it. I quite, I quite liked this analogy. I, I'm big on analogies on this show. I'm big on analogies in life. And so for me, analogies is like my lifeblood. So I sort of said it's, it was kind of a lot of kids that come along and it was like getting paid $30 million to do a great project. You did your, you did your white paper, you did your website, you did your, you know, your pretty pictures and that, that video of we're here to change the world type thing. And you got $30 million and that was it. Here's the thing. For a lot of these guys in 2017, they had 5% of what our dashboard does today. And they raised yeah. 30, 50, $100 million. <laughs> and you just can't, you know, it's this one little slice in time, uh, whether it's good or bad or however you look at it. Um, you can't do that anymore because thank goodness, thank goodness. Because I mean, I say even a turkey can fly in a hurricane. That was a prime example. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and some of the things that we did, for example, um, even if you look at some of the other platforms out there, or, or, or some of the ways that ISOs are being done today, even good ones, um, mm. they're not doing a lot of different things. Like, for example, our we have a smart, we, we build out a smart contract that works with every uh, client's uh, smart contract. And so whether we build theirs or they're importing theirs or integrating that, it uh, doesn't really matter. But um, what's genius about it is we are recording, we're firing events for every single transaction on the blockchain. There's, there's complete transparency about um, how a token sale is performing in real time. Um, the blockchain is actually um, dictating back our transaction feed uh, within our dashboard because um, so everything about our dashboard is run through the blockchain. We're, we're tracking the transactions in the blockchain in real time. We're tracking total campaign statistics. And then at the end, we're using all that data with a multi-sig um, uh, airdrop uh, app that we have that essentially allows these clients to also um, bulk authorize and distribute these tokens right from our dashboard uh, for the token distribution. So it's a complete cycle and it really took a lot of time to get that correct because you would get people that would say, hey, listen, I've got to distribute my tokens as I sell them because I have to get them on the blockchain. But then you would say, well, that's insane. No one distributes tokens until after the blockchain. Why would you do that? Uh, you need your, uh, not after blockchain, until after your token sale is complete. Yes. Um, and so you have a lot of misunderstanding about um, really what, what some of the proper steps are, how it should be run in the first place. But a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of juggling in the end. Um, of how ISOs finish. So let me ask you this question, right? So we saw we, we saw the Cowboys. We, 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 there are still some there, let's be honest. It's, it is a new emerging technology that we're working with within this ecosystem. And there are going to be, there are going to be Cowboys until this regulation comes in. And, and you know, this is just part and parcel of being an emerging market. Um, do you think right now that we are seeing the space growing up a little? I mean, my opinion is because 
we are in what many are calling a crypto winter because the markets, I just call it reality, because the markets have pulled back from their, you know, their ridiculous highs. Um, they fall back a very, 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 very long way. Now, projects are still out there raising, but the euphoria is disappearing. So people can still raise good companies, good projects, good ideas, good plans with a good team that we believe can execute that objective flawlessly. They can still raise. I think this has been a really, really good step up to actually say, look, you, you, you can't just be some you know, young person in your backyard who jumps on the old computer and puts together a little presentation and raises $10 million. It, it, I don't think, I think those days are past. I might be wrong. I hope, I hope we see the maturity step up. But from your point of view, you're hands on with the, you said there's 40 projects already in what we call in crypto winter, especially ICOs at the moment, really struggling. Are you seeing that the projects themselves are growing up? Because of course, you don't just want, I'm assuming, anybody building a uh, platform uh, sorry building within your platform you want good projects right so are you seeing uh, them growing up this right now um we've rejected 16 different uh, isos or token sales uh yep. in the past month uh wow. and that's very difficult to do when you have a startup going on because um you know uh, these are people that are handing us money and we're saying no yep. um the reason is we have to be very careful because it just takes one blow up to really ruin the reputation of our dashboard, which ruins the reputation of, you know, our investment and everything that we've built. Yeah, That's not to say that you're not going to have an ISO fail, but in an ISO failing or not raising the money that they set out to raise or, or uh, that's always going to happen. That's life. Um, but when uh, it's different when it comes to fraud, it's different when it comes to oh, opportunities yeah. that are just overnight, you know, set up just to raise some funds and, and go on to the next one. Um, so when we're not comfortable with the team, uh, when when the opportunity looks just paper thin or, or you know, not to even get into the sketchy ones, um, <laughs> we, we pass. And it, it and sometimes it's not a direct pass. Sometimes it's, Hey, just get, you know, we'd like to see more. We, we, yeah. we maybe even like the opportunity, but we're just not comfortable in the state that they're currently in. It's not, sometimes it's not even a, Hey, you guys are bad guys. Um, they're just not ready. They're not ready. And if you're not ready, uh, you're, you're not going to run. It's not ready for the resource, right? Right. Um, here, here's. Let me go touch back on on some of the earlier things you were saying. Yeah, this is my favorite time when everything's down like this. You call it the ISO winter, crypto winter. It's my absolute favorite time because I get to. I feel like I can finally catch up and finish building uh, <laughs> yes. things that I really, really think we need and and. And it gets us further along with less competition, less hype, almost kind of like a quiet period where you get to do things that you really believe in uh, value-wise down the road. Um, and so a rush, yeah. whenever we have a, a, a pullback like this, um, and obviously this is a pretty significant one, um, I... I relish in it. I really do. And it absolutely makes all these other guys, like a lot of our clients, 
um, double down and really focus a lot on their core business. They focus, you know, look, the bottom line is this. It's a bad time to do an ISO. It's a really bad time. Um, a lot of the hype is gone. And that does hurt uh, good opportunities as well. But like you said, um, for, for the really good opportunities, there's people, there's people doing successful token sales. And it doesn't even have to be a full-blown ISO. If you believe in the future of the blockchain, the future of crypto, which I'm a big believer in, um, you know, I'm a big believer in if I want to go buy a house or a tenth of a house, I can just buy a token and walk away and then be able to sell that to anybody else. So if I believe in that very simple model, then I believe in everything else. Um, and I think that that's the future. And that's kind of where we've, we don't judge it on a day-to-day basis, on a month-to-month basis. We're not really looking at, hey, what's the price of ETH today? And, and you know, how's that affecting our, uh, you know, it affects our clients more than us, for sure. Yeah. And it'd be a lot easier to do this in a booming time sales wise, but we, we like the development we've made in this period and, and we've still got big plans. So we're out here, uh, uh, pounding away. Well, I think the big thing is as well, I mean, I, I've spoken to uh, some, some pretty decent fund managers and um, I've recently I spoke with uh, Kavita Gupta, who uh, was a really good chat actually. And, and there, you know, she works with uh, Joe Lubin uh, running a fund for them with, with the consensus group. And um, effectively, like when you speak with people like yourself, I, I'm very fortunate I get to speak with all these thought leaders, these people building amazing things. Nobody's really interested in the price right now. They're more interested in building. And we had a very good conversation about the fact is exactly what you just said. You hit the nail on the head from my point of view as well, as in, you know, Whilst the markets are going through a hype cycle, it's very difficult to keep up. It's very difficult for products to be built. I, I talk a lot about exchanges because I'm a trader and there's no exchanges in this space right now. I'm, I'm really working hard to try and find one to partner with or to develop or to build myself. I don't know how we're going to do it yet, but um, trying to find somewhere where traders could come into this market, there's still not a platform with a nice, easy entry exit and stop loss <laughs> where I can manage my risk in a very simple way. Now, it just seems so obvious to me. When the hype cycle was going on, all these platforms, remember how they all shut down for a while? You couldn't yeah. get a Binance, a Bitrex, a Bit, you couldn't get these accounts. Well, if you look at it from a pure, purely, um, I don't know, entrepreneur, purely bottom line, purely profit-driven, short-term viewpoint, right? And what you're going to do is you're going to go, right, we're going to invest money to onboard more clients because we can't handle them. That's your fastest bang for buck. Not a lot of people throughout that period, maybe none, as a matter of fact, were thinking about, well, let's work on what the client wants. Now, during these periods, they're forced to consider what the client wants because the client vanishes right. because nobody's buying when the markets are falling. Well, not nobody, but less people. So it forces innovation. It forces a lot of these projects, platforms, and you know what creates this ecosystem. It forces them to get better, and I like that. No, I th- listen, I can tell you this much has been phenomenal for us. Um, because we've been able to, uh, look, um, in a hot market two months, you know, if you just take the development that we've done in the past two months, um, it's night and day when you compare our system two months ago and today. And if it was a hot market and sales are just pouring through and you don't have to keep innovating, you eventually 
you don't innovate as much, first of all, because you don't have enough time, right? You're integrating clients. You're, you're, it's all about sales. But exactly what you just said, when it's difficult, um, you really have to sit down and think, okay, where's the value going to be? What am I really building? And how do I make this thing irresistible? How do I make it better? <laughs> right? Um, and that's kind of the road we've, we've taken. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, we don't kind of just sit, we, we love our platform today. We're very proud of it. I'm very proud of my entire team um, and everybody involved. Um, but we don't just kind of sit back. We've got a lot of work uh, to do in the next three or four months. And yeah, we want crypto to rebound. And, and um, But it really does not change a single thing here, to be honest. Um, we're still going to be highly selective about the clients we, we accept. We're still going to continue um, uh, following our, our, our product roadmap. And the bottom line is, like you said, it's all about building. It's not about what the price is. Uh, we're builders. We love building. It's something that we really enjoy to do. Um, and I think that that's really the mindset you have to have. Uh, you know, if you're on the flip side and you're all about price and you're not even in the market today, you're, you're long gone. You're doing something else right now. And that's kind of the whole point uh well this this year has been totally a trader's market i mean you can make as a trader we can make money as the market falls and as a trader yeah i'm interested in price because i'm interested in the movements of price but i'm an investor as well so long term i hold and i'm not interested in that so it's definitely this this year's definitely been the the year that people with an education that understand what they're doing can do well the ones of the time of just buying and hodling and watching it go to the moon and driving lambos and all that crap uh, it's gone. We've had to wake up. We've had to mature. And the people that have, have done well. The people that have not, have been left behind. Now, I'm going to ask you one more question because this is a question that I ask the people that are on the show that I think are informed and might have an opinion on this. We talk about uh, blockchain. We talk about crypto, crypto assets being uh, something sort of compared to the birth of the internet and you know what occurred from there. Obviously, we all use the internet now. That's how we're talking. We saw 1993 be when the internet really started to do commerce and grow and become a thing that platforms were built upon. And it got sort of accepted in a mainstream media. We saw the year 2000, the, the dot-com uh, bubble burst. Now, between the year 1993 and the year 2000, there's seven years. With blockchain, with crypto assets right now, whereabouts do you think we are in that scale? Or have we gone well outside of that range? What do you think? What year are you at? You know, it's really difficult to put a year. I can, I can, I can, I'd answer it this way. All those were significant events. I think this is the biggest one yet. And just because it just, it really, if you really understand uh, the blockchain and you really understand the, the possibilities um, of what can be done, it's it's really endless. I mean, you could sit. I could sit if you know. I could sit down and spend the next hour of just thinking something brand new to do on the blockchain, and I'll come up with five things. Um, it's it's endless. It really is endless, and I think it's going to have a tremendous change. It, first of all, it already is. Listen, to kid ourselves. 
it's having, uh, you know, cryptocurrency, the blockchain, this whole movement is having a big impact across major industries, financial, medical, uh, you name it, real estate. Uh, now, uh, some of those haven't gone mainstream, right? Um, not to mention when you talk about security, uh, fraud mm. prevention, um, you know, a lot of different things that could be used for. Um, a lot of these haven't gone mainstream, right? Um, and I think that that could take a while. But I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing, right? No. Um, I don't, you know, we're still early. We are still early with all. Come on, give me a year. Give me a year. Come on. Come on. Throw it at the dump or give me a year. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What, what was your year again? What was your, what was your. Well, we're between 1993 or 2000. That's what you've got to choose. 2000.com bubble burst. 1993, it sort of kicked off. Where are you? Jeez, I'm like a 95, 96. <laughs> you fit the mold. Many, many people are in that sort of space. Um, I, so, yeah, yeah, cool. I, I figure the same. I, I figure the same. But look, I mean, it's it's a phenomenal space to be in. That's why you're here. That's why we're talking. Um, there's so much growth to be had. I mean, people are freaking out about prices every single day. But they're the people that are not really looking long term. Maybe they're young. Maybe this is their first foray into investing. And I understand that it can be very emotional. It can be very scary. And uh, when you see your investments disappear very, very quickly, it can be very difficult to have any conviction to hold on. Well, it's through the research, understanding and education that we learn how to have those solid hands. And Warren Buffett didn't learn it overnight and he buys companies that will go down, but he has a long-term vision. And ladies and gentlemen, those of you who have that and invest wisely based on strong research, you'll be weathering this storm quite happily. So thank you so much for having you for us having you on the show. I want you to tell people where can they find more information about ICO Dashboard and what you are doing. Hey, uh, first of all, I really appreciate coming on and uh, inviting me back anytime. Um, they can visit uh, ICODashboard.io uh, and they'll find everything they need. We've got uh, demos of our product. We've got a knowledge base. We've got all sorts of things up there. It's uh, um, We've got a great uh, content team that, that keeps everything updated and definitely connect with us. We'd love to hear from people. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Brian Josick of ICODashboard.io. I've appreciated your time. A great conversation, and we'll definitely speak again in the future. Thanks so much. You got it, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters.